2: Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling 1001 post-show. It's September 21st, 2023. I am Actual Pearl. And of course, as always, joining me is my number one, my Grand Slam affiliates, my Grand Slam breakfast, my Grand Rapids-Michigan collision friend, Cresta the Star. How you doing, Cresta? The Star.
3: I will take all of that except for a grand slam because I don't eat pork. So if you want some beef bacon or some turkey sausage or some turkey bacon, I got you, fam. And before y'all asked I was raised seven-day adventist, look it up.
2: <laughs> Today I learned. I mean, I'm a Jew, so like the same thing with the pork
3: like, stuff. Bro, that's why I'm like, yo, y'all food, same vibes, same vibes. Come
2: well, on. It's all the same, but it's not the same unless you leave us a thumbs up here on the video. And of course. You can uh, subscribe to us here at YouTube.com slash Fightful, and you can donate a super chat, get your question statement read on the air, help us guide through the show. Tell us your thoughts on tonight's Impact Wrestling episode 1000 plus one, because it's still episode 1000, but it's a two week event. So this is episode 1001. Anyway, uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful, super chats, do the thing. Or you can go to crest, to tell them how, what to do.
3: Humperchats.com, you type that in with your fingers or your thumbs if you're on your phone. You type your comment in, like, hey, what's up with Steve Macklin? What happened tonight? Put a dollar amount in the basket. We get to keep a little bit more from that basket, and we're happy. Thank you so much for the Church of FIFO Wrestling. Hallelujah. Wrestle you.
2: Speaking of hallelujah, hallelujah for Rhino because uh, Steve Macklin got that ass kicked.
3: I'm not participating because if Deanna Perrazzo looks in my direction, I'm just going to tap instinctively. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a busy 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 night a fun episode of impact uh there was some good there was some not so good but we're going to talk about all of it and of course we got that uh that 10 knockouts tag main event that kind of bookended the entirety of impact wrestling's 1000 episodes started last week where they did the big 30 minute opening promo and they paid it off tonight i think they paid it off pretty well by the way i agree the match itself was fun we're gonna break it down but really the the end of the night everyone's talking about it there's a certain uh certain former knockouts champion gotten her eyes on the current knockouts world championship holder i'm looking forward to talking about that
3: i want to talk about the main event so bad i am ready to talk about this whole show so bad impact you did that and this is this episode in particular is one I would tell someone watch this, watch part 1 and part 2 if you're iffy about watching Impact and you don't want to get back into it. This was phenomenal. Yeah, AJ styles intended.
2: Yeah, you know what? They did it. They did the thing and it was it was well put together, well received. So let's uh, let's break it down. First of all, we got to start with BTI. Now, Cresta, I um I just don't. I don't watch the entirety of BTI. I think it, I've said it pretty obviously that I uh-huh. usually start the show around the the thirty something minute mark when we get to our Iceman intel, and then we do the match, and then that's really all I care about. Well, I happen to watch the beginning of this week's episode, and it was friggin' great. Because Gia Miller was basically roasting Josh Matthews, saying that she was in kindergarten when Impact started. And Josh Uh was like, I I was doing another job. And Gia's like, I was in JK. I was five. I just
3: laughed. Joel, you got to watch BTI. It's like that every week. Gia Miller. Is a professional clown, and I mean that with the utmost respect. She is so funny on BTI, she's really just roasting this man. And every time he tries to roast back, she just acts like she doesn't get it, which is even funnier. <laughs> Jamil is amazing.
2: See, this is similar to like how my wife and I are. There's five years between us, and I'm not gonna tell you how old we are, uh, other than the five years, but you know, she'll look at me and she'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about, I was born in blank year she was born and i'm just like drag me. you you jerk
3: <laughs> so i look at your right like yo drag me just drag me across the floor right now drag me <laughs> five <laughs> years is not that long we're we're in the same we're we're the same we're we're the same. we're either a boomer a millennial a jesse we're the same don't do that <laughs>
2: exactly she just likes to get a rise out of me anyway let's talk about coffee shop ice man by the way i told cresta About this story. I'll tell you all on the air now. Because let's face it. It's more fun this way. So I'm out with my kid. This is Sunday morning. I'm out for a walk with him. We're just walking. Went to the store. You know, he's in his stroller. And he's doing his thing. He's cool. No problem. But, you know, strollers take up a bit of a space. And uh, I look in front of me. And I see blonde hair kind of parted to the side. Shaved sides all around. And, you know, he's a small, smaller dude. And I'm like... Is that George Iceman? Is that did you George say his Heisman?
3: name? Did he appear?
2: I didn't have to say his name. George Iceman was, <laughs> was in front of me <laughs> walking the streets of Toronto. And he, listen, we both live in the city. Like we both get mm. it. But anyway, I didn't but so anyway, I I, I walk past him. I'm with my kid. I'm also wearing like the most gaudiest dad wear <laughs> imaginable. Like I'm wearing basketball shorts and a button-up <laughs> shirt. Like my ass is just I am out to do things anyway. So I <laughs> So he he actually st- had stepped aside. He didn't know it was me behind mm. him. So you know he steps to the side, and I go past with my stroller, and I was like George, and he's just like Joel, how you doing? It's it just so very cute. It's just a very funny and like unexpected moment. I'm like, do you live in this neighborhood? He's like, no, we're just doing up, you know, doing this and that. I had a good laugh, and I was just like, I think I have to move immediately.
3: I think it's time you talk to your father, Scott Demore, and tell him to come on home. <laughs> it's Scott. time to give your son a job. <laughs> Scott's all the
2: way in Windsor. He ain't coming to Toronto anytime soon. Someone <laughs> <laughs> some of the chat's like basketball shorts and a button up as a look. It's not That's, a. It's like it's a short sleeve button down, but it's like not a. It's like I don't know. I can't explain it, but yeah, it's it's definitely not. Um,
3: is giving, I have things to do, and this is what was close. <laughs> no, I,
2: I wear it's funny because, like, I wear black shirts almost exclusively on the air, just like Black Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually do wear like a button down shirt whenever I go out all the time, so I don't know. I just, you're I a snazzy go, guy. No, I just do it for whatever reason, anyway. So, Iceman, he's in the coffee shop, and on on bti and he said that uh, as a result of the knockouts tag match tonight there is a knockout who want to come back to impact wrestling by the end of tonight i'm pretty sure we figured out who that impact knockout is and we'll talk about it very shortly instead let's talk about the tag titles impact knockout tag titles are on the line death dolls take on mk ultra a good little match nothing much to say other than masha slamovich getting the win with a snowplow on jessica and she got her real quick and real up and down. Good match. Very simple. Death Dolls do a double team power bomb, sky high type of thing that looked good. Mm-hmm. But other than that, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on?
3: Two things. Um, we had mentioned, and I think commentary had mentioned, how Impact 1000 is being capped off by... The knockouts and i think that in the confines of the show having a tag, knockouts tag title on bti is kind of like if you had a big mac and that little piece of bread in the middle that's what i thought this was also i, <laughs> I gotta give up to commentary for tom saying a sharpshooter on killer kelly from um courtney rush and gm miller's response is how canadian that's right <laughs> <laughs> she's so good at this and like it's such an understated genius i i love her straight dry man comedy because it's like she she really doesn't get it but she gets it it's fantastic that match itself is good
2: uh the only other thing is talking about rosemary and death dolls is courtney rush at the very beginning of the match Killer Kelly kind of goes closer and does the teases a makeout kiss type of thing, but she's got her in the position that normally Rosemary would be in where she's got her knees behind her and she would go backwards and then fly forward. She gets stuck in the backwards position because she's Courtney Rush. She's not Rosemary. So she's like on her back with her knees behind her. She's like, how do I get up? How do I get up? How do I get up? And it's just really funny watching, you know, the difference between Courtney Rush, not being Rosemary, not only do like a turtle stuck on its back. Very funny stuff.
3: Bro, if my knees got stuck like that, I think I'm gonna need help as well.
2: Gotta (laughs) start doing that yoga, Krista.
3: Yoga? (laughs) You gotta go? (laughs) I forced that. I forced that. I'm sorry.
2: Anyway, let's not force this. Impact opens up with Ultimate X. It's the 50th edition, they say, which is absolutely bonkers. Alan Angels gets the win over Rich Swan, Samurai Del Sol, Speedball Mike Bailey, Ace Austin, and Zachary Wentz from The Rascals. Uh, there were moments in this match that were just insane but uh really the end was (laughs) angels just love to kick people in the dick and that's how he gets to win. he kicks in the dick and then you know what what's best is that angels kind of gets back up after all four men they uh, they did a spot where it was uh wentz ace bailey and angels they're on the, the fighting on the x over the uh the ring and then the x drops because angels unhooks it but he drops and then the x drops and he grabs it and runs away normally most people will be like, oh, God, that's botch. This sucks. I think this is perfect for Alan Angels because he yeah. didn't, he won this by being a dick and, and kicking one. But like this just makes it even more. He's just so full of himself. Now he's completely delusional, or DeLulu, as the kids say these days.
3: I love a good DeLulu lemon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the match? What do you think Alan Angels, who is going to, by the way, cash it in next week? It's going to be Alan Angels versus Chris Saban for the Exhibition Championship.
3: That is peak delusion right there. You don't even want to wait. You said, I need it right now. You know what? Go ahead, young man. Go ahead, young man. When you get beat up, all right. Got to give a special shout out to St- uh Steven. Speedball Mike Bailey for hanging on that rope for what looked like 20 years while Wentz and Angels shook the rope. Um, To quote Taz, y'all going to have to start wearing a cup when y'all wrestle against Allen Angels because his hand, it's like, Remember back in, like, 2018, 2019 when AJ Styles was just hitting people in the dick for no reason? This is exactly like that.
2: Oh, no, that was that was Shinsuke Nakamura. They,
3: okay, thank you. I know it was one of them. I'm like, I know he did it to Shinsuke or somebody. But, like, this is exactly that. And, bro, like, you're not bad, but, like, stop hitting people in a wiener. Stop, like, get, what if they have on a cup? Stop it.
2: Yeah, but what if they don't?
3: Tess, my balls. That's what happens if they don't.
2: So there you go. Alan angels had a good spot where he was hanging off the, uh, the truss and like his leg and knee were caught inside of it oh, while he was, was fighting. Yeah, that was good stuff. He was fighting uh, Speedball up top either way. Looking forward to it. Angels calls himself the future of the Division, the front man of impact. So he's going to cash in next week, like you said. So that's good. We're looking forward to that, but all not all, like a good opening ultimate X match. I, originally it was told to me that the match would not be for a number one contendership. And then I was like, that doesn't make sense. So I think someone had just kind of lost it in translation. So I'm glad that it's Alan Angels gets the win. They're doing something with him. I still don't think that calling himself the front man is the way to go. But also, you know, I just need him to do something like be a Nickelback guy. Just do a
3: look at this photograph.
2: This This is the second show in a week where someone has made that reference with me on camera with them
3: i love nickelback <laughs> i know a lot of people don't but i unironically like them
2: <laughs> i've been trying to tell tony khan that the AEW collision theme should be the version of saturday night's all right for fighting by nickelback Not right, the no, version.
3: No, okay respectfully now you're dragging
2: it. <laughs> no i'm serious have you heard that version much harder come on
3: yes but also
2: no <laughs> you, know talking about. You, you, you don't know what you're talking about dirty dango versus jake something knows that they're talking about the fox box returns or as i like to call it fox box uh, it's a very weird no one's gonna get that reference um you ever there was a show you, you ever heard it was it was, it was a digital thing it's called uh it's called sonic for hire do you ever hear about that
3: like sonic yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. so so someone they're called lowbrow studios they created a Uh a, they created a little mini series it did like a bunch of seasons it's called sonic for hire and it's just sonic being a total dickhead character with his friends and he's trying to get odd jobs to get paid so he can pay rent because he's falling on hard times
3: this is the first time i've heard of that
2: yeah, that's for most people. I'll I'll post it tonight. How about like 2 a.m.? I'll just drop the link for the entire show on my Twitter and y'all can watch it. It's like a three-hour nine season thing.
3: You know what? Do it. Right after that, I'll watch the Mario Brothers show.
2: <laughs> super Mario Brothers super show. That one yeah.
3: wait, your head's yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. yes, that one. <laughs>
2: Anyway, whenever I think of, uh, I, I think of, there's a sig- there's a scene in that show where they just go, Space Race, and I think of Fox Box. Anyway, <sighs> Chase Stevens is backstage. He's watching us as a judge. Uh, Chase Stevens, by the way, the natural, as he was called in TNA Wrestling. Last seen in Slammiversary in the Reverse Battle Royal on the countdown. He was on Impact episode number two. Do you know who his opponents were, Cresta? I'm going to assume no. mm-hmm conan bg brian james also known as road dog and ron r truth killings they took on three live crew wow yeah they were on the and also chase stevens was on the fourth tna pay-per-view back when they were doing weekly ten dollar pay-per-views before impact started doing a weekly tv show do you know who their opponents were you won't guess in a million years
3: I'm still stuck on the fact that you said weekly ten dollar pay per views. You're dragging it. I would. I'm not going to guess who their opponents were.
2: The former thirteen time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes. Briscoes team.
3: I would not have guessed that, and I my exposure to the Briscoes is very limited within the past like year or so. To know that they've been wrestling that long is redonkulous. Holy crap!
2: Yeah, a long time. This was two thousand four. So we're almost uh, 20 years from that. Anyway, Jay Stevens costly. is here. Jay Stevens is here. He's backstage. He ain't doing nothing because uh, Dirty Dango gets absolutely walloped by Jake something. At first, he gets cracked in the head by his Alpha Bravo buddy's flashlight. Either way, match was fine. It was a big win for uh, something who moves on. I still don't know what we do next with Jake something, but we're clearly going to move on from Dirty Dango and from Alpha Bravo, what do you think of the match, and what are we doing with Jake something next?
3: Honestly, I don't really have any notes for the match. I literally said, let me go get some water, and, I, and I'm i in the kitchen, and I hear, you're a winner. I'm like, yo, Dango got mauled? Like, what happened? I mean, the 10-minute time limit, I knew y'all wasn't going to 10 minutes. Come on now. I don't know what we do with Jake something. I think that the X Division... I, I want to put him in the main event scene. We got a lot going on in the main event scene, and I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. He's giving me kind of like how Masha was in the women's division. She was just tearing through people. It might be a Jordan Grace or an Alexander type of situation to put um to put something down, providing Alexander takes it off of Shelly. But let's say Alexander doesn't take it off of Shelly. Shelly beating Jake something or dropping it I'm not opposed to either or, you know what I mean? But I think at this point, he's proven that I would I would put him in the world title mix. I don't think he should win yet, but putting him there, I think, is a really good chance because he looks great. Everything is great about him. As far as Dango is concerned, I don't know. I don't know, man. You still hate pro wrestling? After you got beat up by a pro wrestler? I don't know, man.
2: Dango's fine. Whatever he does, he'll be fine. I'm more interested in what they do with Jake something. There's like a small part of me that's thinking, you know what, have, have Alan Angels, Mr. Rockstar, kick Chris Saban in the dick and win the X Division championship and then have Jake something destroy Alan Angels and win the X Division championship. It, it, it doesn't work with any conventional pro wrestling storytelling because Jake something is not a heel right now. He's a baby face. And, like, Alan Angels can kick him in the dick, I guess. But other than that, he's the bigger dude. It's not David versus Goliath because this time David's kind of a dickhead.
3: I only disagree with that because I think Alan Angels deserves the world. I think that what he did in the Dark Order was real cute. What he's been doing, it may not connect with everyone, but he just got it just to get it to save it, just to get choked out by Mr. Something. (laughs) that's funny that that's good shit pal but like i don't want that <laughs> like that's my only gripe it's like alan Angel, will be fun we finally got him to get a little something and then next, you know jake something is got him like i don't want that i don't want that
2: it feels like whoever the next bad guy the next heel is that wins the x division championship jake something should be immediately going after that person but the thing is I don't know who that can be. You have a brand new X Division champion who kind of won it in a surprise victory on Impact last week in Chris Sabin. So, unless you do a respect match and something destroys Chris Sabin, at the same time, <clears throat> excuse me, at the same time, Chris Sabin could be turning himself because his tag team partner certainly isn't uh, making many friends these days, and he's the Impact World Champion.
3: Jake something could also beat up Kenny King. No shade. I like Kenny King, but I could see Jake something beating up Sheldon G and Kenny King. No shade. I don't think Kenny King. I don't think he needs the DMC.
2: Oh my God. Someone in the chat has brought up the fact that, and we talked about this at slamversary. Alan angels did punch Jake something square in the testicles. I think I have a photo of it somewhere too.
3: (laughs) You know, God doesn't like ugly. And he also said in the Bible, if you kicketh a man of the nuts, the nuts will come to kicketh you back. I'm sure that's in there somewhere.
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, I don't think that's what it is. Hold on. Hold on. I, got, uh, I got this here. We got this. Uh, uh, that. Let's see. I've got, I got the moment right there. There you go, Alany. <laughs>
3: That's great. That's like a little kid just being a piece of crap to an adult. This is such a great shot. Oh, my God.
2: This is, <laughs> he's this got is his, great. He's got his arm right up there. He's Melanie? looking for
3: gold. Holy crap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god okay
3: all right your theory makes more sense i'm <laughs> angels i'm sorry i tried to defend you buddy but you can't you can't go around punching people in the jewels
2: <laughs> honestly he all he's all he has to do to, to make it work is start yelling that's my purse <laughs> anyway Steve Macklin's backstage, and he's like, hey, when I start something, I finish it. And I'm like, you're a coward. You don't finish shit. <laughs> he calls out Rhino and says he'll end his career, and then Rhino yells Macklin, gores him through the road cases, and then for some reason, Santino Morella, who can't be asked to do his job and already put someone else in charge, he says, Rhino went too far, and I love it. Rhino doing his best ECW version of himself says, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's on Macklin, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just laughing because... ECW Rhino. Okay. The, the, so ECW Rhino would swear in every single promo. And that was part of his intensity. And then I would remember all of the wrestlers of that time talking about how to get over in wrestling, you don't need to swear to make your point and to be, you know, uh, be intense But Rhino did it right here, and this was really fun. I like this segment. What would you think? We're looking at Macklin versus Rhino coming down the pipe.
3: Honestly, I'm not going to lie. The first person I thought of was you and PCO for two reasons. And now in this moment, Roderick Strong. I thought of you because as soon as Macklin finished saying it, Rhino, you pretty much calling Rhino a baby back, biatch. Rhino yells out. (laughs) Adam, I mean, Macklin And then spears this man into some boxes Out his boots And I literally saw Macklin's soul leave his body I was like, I can see Joel at home right now Like, got him, fucking got him Got him, ladies and gentlemen I was like, PCO, this is how you do it this is how you yell someone's name and you get him. You don't yell while you're running down the hallway. The boy. And also like Roderick, we just at people say Adam. It was great. So that was good shit, pal. I rarely see Macklin get manhandled. And to see Rhino come back, fantastic. As someone who loves to swear, Rhino, do your big one. Do your big one. I love swearing. It's sentence enhancers. I don't know if you guys ever seen that episode of SpongeBob, <laughs> but that's me. I'm Patrick Starr with all the dolphins coming out of my mouth. That's why I laugh like one.
2: You are such a New Yorker. <laughs> swearing is, is extra.
3: Swearing is like it's it's part of. It's, it's the
2: drinking water of your state and your city.
3: You're right. Like I could get over it without cussing, but what if I fucking did? <laughs>
2: I'm gonna get a message tomorrow. Hey, why do we have a gold dollar sign next to the monetization on this video? Ao Production sends a super chat saying Van Allen Angels from Ultimate X. Honestly, if he's gonna give you the, someone put it in the chat doing the Michael Jordan. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> King. Kenny King versus Eric Young. Let's just, let's figure this one out. Sheldon Jean gets involved immediately. Then Scott DeMore gets involved immediately. And then Sharkboy, who was the deputy director of authority comes out and in his best Sharkboy 316 makes it a tag match. And then immediately Diener and Con get involved and they attack Young and DeMore. So Sharkboy brings out America's most wanted. They make it an eight man tag team match. Chris Harris looks real good. Con looks good too. He stands out again. Chris Harris in 2023, Having a good – it's an eight-man tag, but, like, having good spots, that was not on my bingo card. But eventually, Eric Young gets the win. Powell drives Sheldon Jean, and that's the match. Crest the star, anything to add?
3: First of all, it's Sharkboy (laughs) 24-7. It's legally distinct, okay? (laughs) Secondly, bro, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, my God.
2: Wonderful. Just like this match lost its train of thought the second it started.
3: Oh, I remember a couple of months back we were talking about i think when sammy callahan was looking for help or something like that against the design and how we were saying we want to see chris harris back chris harris back chris harris in the face of khan again this whole card was booked for Cresta star that match so many meaty men slapping meat, and woo, lance storm was cooking that match also, Scott Demore was cooking at that side Shouldn't you be working to quote Ray Raywell on the commentary? Ooh, What's that?
2: Did you just say Lance Storm was in this match? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> the sorry. sorry. Man is well retired. Greta. I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Granted, <laughs> granted, he works backstage at Impact, so you're like two thirds there. But like, we're not Yo, now.
3: I literally on my notes, I wrote Lance Storm, and then you see an X through it and James right over it. So
2: Amazing. <laughs>
3: god damn it no james storm looked great and also like how commentary was like eric young and um eric young scott demore james storm not lance storm were like the first people on impact and then the most people who've been on impact is james storm and eric young i thought that was fantastic this match was great sorry lance storm sorry james storm your names just sounded like i'm really sorry (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I didn't even think about the Storm Storm thing. I just thought about like Lance Storm, because he's Canadian? What are we doing here?
3: No, they look n- nothing alike. You guys look <laughs> nothing alike. It's just the name. I'm so sorry, gentlemen, oh, please. <laughs> shout
2: out to Lance T. Storm. The T stands for Thunder. Or in this case, the T stands for James. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh the, the match was fine. It was... Uh, er- Eric Young is such a weird anomaly for impact right now because he wasn't planning to come back honestly and I, I, i'm gonna say this complete with complete honesty if he hadn't asked for his release and shown up at slammiversary probably you'd be seeing him at hard to kill because given the results of today unfortunately a lot of wwe superstars lost their jobs eric young would have been one of those people silently probably let go and that would have been it but Eric had the foresight and he left and he's back in the company. But I mean, I'm just wondering what they can do with him for now. I'm sure there's some backstage stuff that he might want to do. Although he once told me that he wasn't super interested in that. He can always change his mind. But in terms of like, does he want to just do storytelling? Does he want to do title stuff? Does he want to just kind of lay back and find his lane and get into it? He's just kind of nowhere right now. But I don't mind that in terms of Impact 1000 because, again, like Cresta, like you said, the first people you saw on that first episode of Impact, Scott Demore, Eric Young, James Storm, it all makes sense. Why not have – the 1,000th match for James Storm was against Eric Young. So it all just works.
3: They're all friends backstage. They're all popping each other in the back. Um, I will say that I have learned in Impact TNA specifically, Eric Young, is one of those people who can do whatever they want and succeed at it. Now, this is just me fantasy booking, but I would like to see Eric Young try to help people in the undead realm and we'll get somebody else besides Eric Young. I would laugh. I would laugh. I would laugh. I would laugh. And I would watch it every week and I would try to make people watch it too. But I would like to see Eric Young, maybe with Crazy C, maybe with Father James Mitchell. I would like to see what they do
2: so and i so would I. AO productions chris harris looked good out there he did he did, he did. Then, very, it was it was a bit of a shock like when he hit that bulldog that running bulldog off the uh the ropes looked good he just had a good showing and i can't say that i um it's not that I, i'm not gonna say i didn't expect it because i, I i've i seen him wrestle before he had the match uh last year where he teamed with james storm it was another i think it was six or eight man tag but either way it was just like. he's fine he did the thing you know and and they did a good job with it but this time he came back and he looked even better so can't really complain if he wants to come back every year and just do a special multi-person tag match go for it am i expecting him to do ultimate x or to win an uh, you know win a tag team championship no don't think that's what he needs to do but if you want a good nostalgia play you bring in chris harris bring in james storm give him a payday everyone's happy america's most wanted's back together for a night why not
3: I agree. The only real loser in that match was Sheldon G. <laughs> Sheldon yeah. G. got used at the end.
2: Poor bastard. He's got to go back on Big Brother Canada. Anyway, Feaster fired. The reveal. Dave Lagreca presiding, and he's doing his best Dealer No Deal impression. God bless. He's got. He, he was a shaved head away from doing a whole Howie Mandel gimmick. So, just good for him. You know that my uncle used to babysit Howie Mandel back in the day. Whew.
3: I learned right now in this moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, like a few times it happened. Anyway, uh, LeGreca asks everyone what they're hoping to find in their case. And I love this because mm-hmm. three out of the four men are in tag teams and their tag team partners are with them. So he asks Yuya Uemura first, and Yuya says, Champions. And of course, Joe Hendry's like, Oh, he means the tag title shot because champions, plural. And I feel like <clears throat> Yuya was about to turn to him and be like, No. But instead, they're still tagged, so no. Chris Bay wants a world tag team title shot. Moose says he wants to tag title shot, but he looks like he does not care, and it plays into the the reveal. We'll get to that in a second. And then Crazy Steve says, a heart? A liver? Lungs, maybe? And I'm like, "Mm, this is going very well for him. I like what we're doing with Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve gets the first shot. He gets the digital media championship, and he grabs the briefcase, and he says, and the world was full of dreamers. And of course, who is the digital media champion, crest Star? Oh,
3: man. El abuse. Tommy Dreamer. I know what's about to happen, and I see why they put that on Tommy Dreamer, but how many murders must I witness impact?
2: Tommy Dreamer losing an eye in 2023 was not part of my bingo card, but I am welcoming it today moose gets yeah, the world yeah. title shot and he's got a huge smile he's like oh damn i was hoping for the tag title shot and he just had a bigger smile and he walks away and myers is kind of like
3: the fuck did he say? <laughs> bro it was giving you know have you ever seen like one of those miss universes and there's some girls who are like really there and other girls who are there for the money they're like how would you fix the world world peace team ties. Okay, but you won first place. Give me the. <laughs> that was Moose. That was Moose. That was funny. I like Moose. I was actually surprised Moose didn't get fired. But when Moose didn't get fired and Crazy Steve didn't get fired, I knew what was up.
2: Chris Bay gets a tag title shot. He's happy. Asa Bay's walk off. And Yuya is fired. And everyone's upset. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I wrote a song in honor of Joe Hendry. Are you ready? It's the same way. Clap, clap, clap. Booyah. Clap, clap, clap. Booyah. This is terrible. I hate this decision. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't mean that I like it. In fact, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not sports entertained. I'm sports hurt.
2: Mm. AO calls it probably the most saddest beast or fired reveals. And I agree. It was, it was everyone, everyone got into Joya, you know, in Toronto when they debuted and I, you know, I got to see it and people were into it. And then the next day TV tapings, they were really into it because now they knew the dance and they knew the team and it was working. I, I'm hoping that they're going to try and play this into something with Joe Hendry. It sounds like they might, because like we were talking about during the crossover They're going to do next week. They've already advertised it on the actual show. They're going to do a goodbye to Yuya on Impact next week. But on top of that, Impact's promoting for the TV tapings, Yuya versus Josh Alexander, which feels like either a goodbye match or just a, it could be a dark match for all we know. Regardless, they're promoting it as happening on the show. Then again, card subject to change. They were supposed to tape for Impact 1000, Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel, for the impact world championship that became tonight's Josh Alexander versus Trey Miguel match instead. So who knows what they're going to do, but looks like Yuya is at least going to be around for the Memphis tapings that start tomorrow night.
3: I'm not mad. It makes sense. Let's say there's no work, nothing, whatever they do the taping. We knew he was here on excursion from New Japan. He has to go home at some time. It's just very unfortunate that right when he got over with the joya, everyone's happy. I mean, it was great, it was great. I think again, something you and I complained about was like he's a great talent, he just needed something, and now that he got something, he's fired. He's fired within the confines. Of Impact Wrestling, you got a whole Bully Ray right <laughs> You got a whole who who else is being a man? You have a whole crazy Steve who's threatening people with forks. <laughs> There's like four or five other people who could you could feast the fire. Do you know what I mean? I, I again, not in real life, considering the jokes of today. You know what I mean? The, the things that happen today, but in the confines of Impact Wrestling, this guy just.
4: Okay, so what's interesting
2: about all this, you and I talked about it last week, was New Japan's involvement and kind of the expectation of how their talent are treated when they're on excursion. Uh-huh. You, this is part of Yuyo Yomura's excursion from New Japan Pro Wrestling. The hope is that he goes back, but Impact traditionally – not Impact, sorry. New Japan traditionally isn't super big on having like your excursion, your young line getting fired – and then going back to the company because it looks bad. And I'm using quotation because, of course, we're talking kayfabe world. That being said, I think this is probably the best opportunity for them because they're going to do this goodbye ceremony. And it might turn into Yuya advocating for himself and being like, if I'm leaving, I want one last shot to save my job. And that's where Josh Alexander comes in. And they do, you know, this is your like a last chance type of match. Yuya loses, let's say. And then Yuya's back to New Japan. Or he wins and Joya's back on the table and everyone's happy. And really, Feast of Fire is just complete dog shit for that reason.
3: I feel like somebody told me a story about a time where Feast of Fire, where they thought it'd be funny to actually fire people. So I like this version better. <laughs> I, I don't care if it means nothing. Hey, it means nothing. Hey, <laughs> there are worse things. There are worse things in wrestling that mean, that mean more. You know what I mean? If it, if it turns into, I like the idea of Yuya advocating for himself. So he goes against Josh Alexander. And now Joe Hendry jealous because he never went against Josh Alexander. What? I put you on. How you going to do me? You not going to outdo the doer? And Listen. I love Joe Hendry, but Joe Hendry's not the good guy. I, had, I hate to remind people, but when he was coming there, he took some man's inheritance, got a man's wife pregnant. He, I think he unplugged some dad, some guy on life support. Joe Hendry is the good guy, but is he? I like him, but is he? I'm Someone, just saying.
2: Someone's got to point that out. Someone's got to point that out and be like, look at the tape.
3: Listen, I get it. I get it. But I'm also going to say that Joe Henry didn't look too sad when you got fired. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we talk about people's facial expressions, Moose was kind of overt with it. But Joe Hendry had to look like, darn.
2: <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Dex Baker sends a super chat saying, every great musical act deserves a farewell tour. Joya will get the send off, I hope. And, and that's the thing. Next week, they're going to do some sort of send off, some sort of goodbye. And I actually kind of hope it has a musical act associated with it. Joe Henry doing like some sort of and if this is Joe Henry turning on Yuya on his way out and just beating him up with like a guitar or a piano or something live not in the Jeff Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, <laughs> and also, like this is this is also from Dex. It's not a super job, but they said they fired Chavo for real one year. They did that to Diener. I'm trying to take that one. There we go. Uh they did it to Deaner, and it got so bad that like they tr- and someone tried to give him his job back <laughs> like, like they tried to trade jobs for them It was uh oh god i'm doing this again i did this last week did i say it was Davari? because i'm pretty sure it was was the sean Davari? was it i think, was I it, think it
3: was Davari that Daivari. you had said last week but even if so like i think certain taboo subjects work in wrestling because we're all in on the joke i don't think people want to see people wrestle on on live air for real for real for their job you know what i mean but when you actually do it, then people are like, yo, that's not, that's gross. What is this, the Coliseum? <laughs> what, what
2: are we doing? Like, ugh. And again, that's why the Dixie Carter world was not a good one. Anyway, Dobby the Brain Human says this is a super chat as well, saying, Hate to see Yuya more go, but it seems like his excursion is up and it's time to head back. Was a fun run. Hope to see him back one day. And that's the thing. If this is it for Yuya, I would call this a success Yeah. at the very end, especially because. As you and I talked about, Cresda, Yuya was the one thing that we were waiting for was some sort of character development. And this is this was it. What he was doing with Joe Hendry, that was the beginning of it. So I'm really hoping that he takes that. If they extend it a little bit, perfect. If they don't, he's going to come back with a lot of of new character opportunities to work with.
3: I agree. I 100 percent. I wish that it didn't come so late at the very end of his tenure. But if it is, I think it leaves a strong door. Let's say Joe does turn on him. It leaves a strong door for him to come back and be like, screw this Hendry feller. When I was here the first time, he bamboozled me. But now the tables have turntabled.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, as we've noted, Yuya is going to face Josh Alexander. Potentially at the tapings, it's being advertised. But Josh Alexander had Trey Miguel. This was a good match. This was a solid match. Go out of your way to find it and watch it. Uh, Alexander does a release German suplex that just makes Trey Miguel flip over, land straight on his face. And then they do a spot where Trey tries the Meteora and it lands into the ankle lock, turns it into an ankle lock from Alexander. It's wild stuff. Alex Shelley comes down, takes out Zachary Wentz, and then Alexander hits C C4 strike for the win. But Cresta, the main point of this entire match is the announcements made for the impact world championship at bound for glory josh alexander versus alex shelley talk to me match and thoughts on bound for glory's probable main event
3: most likely makes sense also trey and alexander such a good job uh trey sells he looks like he got the shit beat out of him that match he really looked like he was getting flung um That C4 spike too at the end looked gnarly. Shelly coming out saying, I'm just, I hate those guys. I'm not here to help you. It makes sense. We talk about dumb baby face syndrome all the time. And just because I'm the champion doesn't mean I have to help out the guy who's going to challenge me. What does that look? How how do I look? To quote Samoa Joe, use your noodle, bro. Um, I like this. Bound for Glory is going to slap. And I think... If Shelly retains that Bound for Glory, it. I don't think it's a hit on Alexander at all. I think no matter who wins, it's going to be something special.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no notes, nothing extra add. I'm just looking forward to that. Uh, we have a Super Chat that we'll probably get to the end of the show that really talks about Bound for Glory mm-hmm. and the opportunity that it has. Because they also announced Speedball Mike Bailey is going to take on Will Ospreay. And this is something, Cressa, that we talked about. It was will doesn't need to be in a title match he can very easily have an opponent like speedball who will absolutely go to the ends of the earth with the will osprey in a match that people will be talking about very much looking forward to this got a lot of people hyped very excited what did you think when you heard this
3: can we give Speedball Wrestler of the Year, please? This man from January till now is in every match, every every notable favorite moment from this year. I'm thinking, damn, <laughs> Speedball would either be great in it or Speedball's in it. So I don't know who I got a right to who Who does the Wrestler of the Year award? I, I'll forge. I'll give him one. I'll make one. The Star Wrestler of the Year award goes to you, sir. That match is going to slap. <laughs> Oh, sorry, bruv. That bruv. match is gonna slap. <laughs> and
2: you know what? I'm people know that I that I that I really like Mike Bailey, and a lot of people do. But like, mm-hmm. this is a guy who's gonna be smiling for like the entirety of this match because I don't think I can ever think of a time where Speedball Mike Bailey is not in a good mood and smiling. You know, with the and listen, like in terms of like the KFA world, that one time when he had the the pit fight with kenny king and he kicked the the chair onto kenny king's face at the end that was something different but anytime that i've interacted with mike bailey anytime that you see him he always has the biggest smile on his face he loves what he's doing he is aces at it and this is honestly more of a reward than anything else for him to get will osprey bound for glory and that's that's a lot of A lot of respect coming Mike Bailey's way for those who maybe haven't seen him yet or are looking to do something to see something different. It'll be a really, really good match.
3: Oh yeah. I mean honestly too. I I enjoy Speedball so much that let's say Alexander wins it off of Shelly, let him go for another year. Let Speedball be the one to take it off of him for real.
2: Yeah, there's definitely place there.
3: There Yeah, the only thing I hate is how Speedball about to get cheated out of his boots when he goes against him next week because Gresham has very obviously had it at Impact Wrestling. <laughs> it's giving honor no more right before they became honor no more.
2: <laughs> so the backstage, Gresham walks up to Speedball, and he's like, I'm going to wrestle my way back to the top. I'm a champion. I know what to do. I'm great. And Speedball's like, yeah, I, I mean, I've got the perfect match for you. I've got the perfect opponent for you, and you can face this guy, and you can make a statement, and it's going to be Speedball Mike Bailey. So we're doing Speedball gresham is this four i think this is either the fourth or fifth time we're running this five
3: percent that's what he has so maybe it's five i don't
0: know
2: and when they announced this match last week a lot of people were like again and there's a part of me that, that reacted similarly i didn't do it on socials i wasn't like it again i was more just like why are we doing this but it feels like now we're actually going to get some developments from Gresham out of this. I think he's going to get pissy. I think he's going to get pissed off and I think he's going to cheat to win or he's going to find a way to like, yeah, it's the fifth time. This is, they're going to find a way to make this a character driven fight. Instead of just these two guys are really good at what they do. They're going to beat each other up and everyone's going to chant. This is awesome.
3: I mean, it's going to be a slapper, but Gresham is also going to beat the Met, Crap, I stopped myself from swearing. I think I reached my limit. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna beat them a crap out of speedball. And it sucks because, like, even if it is an act, and he's such a good actor. You could tell he's just a like you said, a genuinely sweet guy who loves to wrestle. He's like literally all the children, like Bailey was back in the day when she was a hugger, all the hopes and dreams, man. And Gresham is about to bully this man for what you're mad at the wrong person. Go, no offense, Joe. Go beat up Scott Damore. Go beat up uh Santino Morello a Shark Boy 24-7. They're the ones who make decisions. Speedball just wants to live as a true uh he wants to be a good guy. Let him be a good guy, all right? Not everyone wants to be a bad guy, or maybe he's not jaded yet. Let him rock.
2: Gresham should go beat up Steve Macklin.
3: Yeah, okay. Okay, I agree with that. But also, like leave, like it's gonna be a good match, but. You, you're mad at the wrong person. I mean, you could be mad at Macklin, too, because he's strangling the top spot up there, too. You could be mad at Bully Ray as well. There's a bunch of other people you could be mad at, but Speedball, that's like picking on the kid who already gets picked on. What are we doing here? What are we doing? He don't even get picked on, so what are we
2: doing here? So thinking about it, uh, it's actually more likely that Speedball gets the victory, and then Gresham gets pissed off and starts beating <laughs> on Speedball. Because, that's
3: sports entertainment.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing, because Gresham's going to be so pissed, that like, he tried to play by the rules again, and this time the rules failed him. So he's like, forget this. And also, Speedball is on his way to a major match against Will Osprey, so you kind of have to keep him strong, too.
3: I mean, I never see someone losing by shenanigans or cheating as, okay, you lost, you suck, unless it's against the Rascals or the Outcasts, because you know they come in with spray paint. I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't know what else to tell you. So I, I get it. I get it. That makes sense. But what you're saying makes sense, too. But that means Gresham would, in essence, have to injure Speedball before he goes and fights Osprey because it should have been me. And I don't like that either. (laughs) I don't like that either.
2: Well, you know what I do like? Fightfulselect.com, the best five bucks in the business.
3: Five dollars?
2: Five dollars. Remember when Subway had five dollar footlongs and now it's like 10, 50 footlongs? No, we keep it at $5. That's the start. You can go up and do more, but if $5 gets you all the news and all the extra content that you want and that you need. It's exclusive. It's good. You want to learn everything that happened to Grand Slam. Get those notes in. We got them. AW's Grand Slam notes over at com. Unfortunately, today a lot of WWE superstars were released. We have notes on all of those releases in terms, of contract information, expectations, and creatives Some people who were involved, some people who weren't. Just notes, odds, and sods coming out of those releases today over at BibleSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business. And on a happier note, it's contract season, crest the Star. So there are a lot of people from all sorts of wrestling companies, not just WWE and AW, but also from Impact Wrestling and from MLW and from everywhere else where there are contracts in play. We are finding out when contracts. Contracts are coming up. We are finding out who's re signing. We are finding out who's jumping ship over com. Get the best five bucks in the business. Sean Rossap does a Q&A on Fridays. Grapsity did a Q&A earlier today. Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie. There is tons of content. Sour Graps with Alex Pulaski and our friend Kate Elizabeth, who does the Ring of Honor post show here on the channel. Let's face it, best five bucks in the business, go to com. Easy peasy, right? You doing the five knuckle shuffle?
3: I was muted because sometimes I feel like people can hear my AC in the background. So I was giving you this, but yeah, I didn't get to the unmute button in time. <laughs> That's the long and short of it. Sorry, y'all.
2: I appreciate the honesty. I really do. I've got I've got a I've got a board, like a soundboard in front of me. So I just I got my mute button always right here. Right. Here.
3: You know, it's funny you should say that. I have a stream deck that I can program to mute, oh, yeah. um, mute my mic, but it's a stream deck mini, and I'd have to make an extra folder, and that just sounds like, – I'm notoriously lazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I got to – anyway. The Rascals are backstage, and uh, John Skyler walks up, and he's like, where's my title shot? Where's my title shot, man? Where's my title shot? And the Rascals are just like, can we not do this right now, man? Like, we just had a grueling match. It's not – we're not we're not interested. And then Ace of Bays walk in and they're flaunting the check title shot briefcase. And uh Skylar's like, hey, you're just lucky you have that briefcase, da da, da, da And the rascals kind of walk off and just leave everyone alone. It's a good little segment. Funny, cute, does nothing for me. What'd you think?
3: I thought it was a little bit more than uh cute. It was great because it confirmed the good hand saying, Bro, we did you a solid, I want my title shot. Now it's not is a good time. Where's my title shot? And then when they tried to confront Chris Bay, he's like, Yo, you need to get to the back of the line. He's like, yeah, but they're not going to let us. He's like, bro, you ain't got no friends. When Chris Bay said that, I died. Cause it's kind of true. The good hands, all they got is each other. <laughs> all they got is each other. No, you get used by everybody. And then you get jobs by everybody.
2: Dip. 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 Might be a three-way. It's uh bad for. Probably not. I don't think the good hands are going to get their way in, but, uh, anyway we'll talk about that in a few minutes someone in the chat saying i hope uh, jimmy and i do another q a on Slack soon so do i we usually do those about once a quarter and it all depends on sean's travel schedule so uh those those are when did we last do one so i guess the next one would be oh god we just did one in september august august it'll be either late this year or early next year that's just how it goes because a lot of people will have lots to say let's move on next week we got Saban and Angels for the exhibition championship. We got Dreamer and Heath versus Sheldon Jean and Kenny King. And I assume crazy Steve's going to show up and try to fork someone's eye out. Speedball, Mike Bailey thinks on Jonathan Gresham in the fifth uh, installment of their series. And you goodbye, which also might become Joe Henry's heel turn or something else. We'll see. Uh, that's next week, but let's talk about this main event. Crystal star buddy. 10 knockouts tag. Awesome. Kong stands tall. Her team. With Gail Kim, Jordan Grace, Mickey James, Knockouts Champion Trinity. They take on Tasha Steeles, Angelina Love, Diana Perazzo, Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, Jay Vidal, and Velvet Sky are side. What are they? Ringside? Ringside. They
3: have <laughs> that AEW manages license.
2: <laughs> they're 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 there. And then uh, you've got Rachel Said for Awesome Kong on that side of things. This match was. A lot of fun and a lot of craziness, and it proved two things. One, they can all go, and two, Gail Kim ain't done yet. Talk about this match, because, by the way, Awesome Kong, way over in this match, people were chanting We Want Kong, and she came in. She didn't have to do much, but, man, what she did, she made it matter. Talk to me about this.
3: I stopped taking notes halfway through this match, because it was so good. So I've got like seven bars. This is what's gonna say. That split that Trinity did in the beginning to uh Angelina Love looked like she broke that woman's sternum. It was so clean. Um <laughs> now, Miss Giselle Shaw, what were you doing tagging in when you saw Deanna Parazo versus Jordan Grace? I respect it, but Miss Dane got ragged. Oh, you thought this was Trey, Miguel, and Josh Alexander all over again damn Jordan grace you ain't have to drag that woman like that um mickey james doing the fake pump out with the i love it i love it i love it because you see mk ultra alludes to it mickey james she's about it (laughs) gail kim at this point and this is where i stopped taking notes this woman was here she was there. Gail Kim could go, and so could Angelina Love. Don't get me wrong, because I'm not mistaken. What's it? Doesn't she have a match coming up for Ring of Honor or something? She had it
2: tonight, so Just she basically doing double duty. So she pulled double duty a Rick Rude, and she was on both shows tonight. She, she, she. You know what she did? She went over to Ring of Honor, and she, she did her. <coughs> And then she packed up the car, packed up her things, put them in the trunk, and she ran her ass over to White Plains. And she did the match tonight. Good on Angelina Love.
3: I respect that. Also, that Hurricane Rana into Octopus Stretch from Gail Kim, when George Eichmann says some of these people want a contract. Gail Kim. Gail Kim. Gail Kim. She's gail kim,
2: she's got a contract she's working she's fine
3: i'm assuming she's retired like oh she don't want to gail kim gail kim gail kim Put it. i need that i need that in my veins at that point the crowd just started shouting we want kong and poor giselle shaw much like sheldon g <laughs> you ain't deserve that sis <laughs> you deserved it earlier when you tagged yourself in but it was the scary movie of giselle like please don't let this woman be behind you please don't let this woman and once she turned she she she's about to get powerballed out of boots that match was so good awesome kong versus savannah evans big meaty women slapping me this match was for me this match was for me I, I don't know who booked it, but you're a genius. 10 out of 10 in the Tokyo Dome. 10 out of 10 in Wembley. This match was great. This match was great. This match was great. I, did I say this match was great? This match was phenomenal. What did you feel about it,
2: Joel? It's funny because you mentioned, you know, whoever put this match together. I have a feeling that the woman that we've been praising for the last few minutes, who also works for the company, may have played a part in putting this match together, which is pretty phenomenal because, again, she's not an active competitor. She has not mm-hmm. been a part of the in-ring matches on tv in a very long time we're talking about jordan i'm uh, talking about gail kim i looked at jordan Gray's name for a minute her and gail kim had a bunch of uh, tag team spots at one point dual uh-huh. spots that was really fun but at one point kim takes a gnarly head bump uh velvet sky pulls her off of the apron And she basically, like, Gail Kim just knocks herself loopy on the floor. And that's what kind of makes this even more impressive is that after that, she gets up and she still does it.
3: She kind of no-sold it. Like, I don't care. It's going to take a lot more to knock me down.
2: She's also from a a certain standard of wrestler where you just no-sell everything. And she did it online, too, after it happened. She's like, yep, got knocked loopy, but I still did it. I'm okay. Don't worry. Scary moment. We're cool. But, yeah, God, they wanted... They wanted Awesome Kong. They got Awesome Kong. She comes in. She cleans house. They do the Kong and Evans standoff, which was perfect because you have those two meaty women, as you say. And it's just good stuff. You have everyone flying. Trinity's flying. Tasha Steeles is flying. Grace using Kim to knock down everybody, uh, including Savannah Evans. And then Gil Kim does a big top rope dive and almost takes out everyone and also almost over rotates at the same time. So good on, again, good on Savannah Evans, grabbing her at the last minute, catching her. And I'm pretty sure at one point you see Gail kind of turn over after she lands and thank Savannah and be like, thank you for making sure I don't die. So there was some really, really good stuff in this match regardless. Um, And yeah, Giselle Shaw just perfectly selling it as she gets ruined by Awesome Kong, the Choke Slam, the Implant Buster, the Big Win, and then of course the post match. This was fun. Jay Vidal gets hit with the Botox injection from Angelina Love, and then she gets paper bagged by both members of the Beautiful People. But really, Cresta, this was the moment that a lot of people either either saw it or you missed it. As the referee is raising all five hands of the winners, Mickey James is next to Trinity. The Impact Knockouts world champion and mickey is just eyeing that damn title down are we getting mickey james versus trinity at bound for glory
3: i would like to see it i mean i i'm gonna keep it real with you a lot of people complain they say, well we don't know how trinity wrestles we don't know if she can wrestle I think she's beyond proved that she can and anyone who I think is a legacy or someone who I don't think clout is the right word, but is of a certain standard and impact wrestling. The more people she can wrestle, whether she wins or loses, elevates everybody and shuts up everybody. I think Trinity is looking better and better and better. And that's something I will always give impact. You can't go to impact and get worse. That's especially now that's impossible. Just like how that's not a word. That's impossible for you to go to impact and get worse. Like ain't no way there's it's impossible, bro. So I would like to see it. I would also like to see Trinity win, but if she didn't, I wouldn't be mad at her dropping it to Mickey, but also in the sense of Mickey, you don't need it. i I wouldn't hate it just because I think Mickey James is fantastic, but also Trinity pin and Mickey James. <laughs> we. Well,
2: so let's not forget a couple of things. One, Mickey James never lost that championship. She gave it up just before Rebellion because she was hurt. She, we were waiting for her to come back. She never put that title around anybody's waist. That's true. At Rebellion, when Deanna won that Knockouts World Championship and we said where was Mickey? Well, she wasn't there. Now Mickey's back and she wants that title back because she she has a claim. She never lost it. And then going back to what George Iceman said in that Iceman Intel about someone trying to get a new deal with Impact, but Mickey James has always been working on handshake deals with Impact Wrestling.
3: I didn't know that. I just assumed it was Gail Ken, the way she was flying around that ring. Like, yeah, I know you're like a boss, but I didn't know. Like, I was assuming within confines, it's a in-ring contract and backstage contract
2: mickey has always been on a handshake deal with impact wrestling you want to know why she showed up at the royal rumble that one year with the knockouts world championship because she didn't have a full-time deal with impact but impact trusted her rightfully so because mickey's been doing this for a long time Mm -hmm. and has never really shown anyone that she's going to show up and you know throw the title in the trash on nitro instead She's always done the, she's always done what's asked of her. This looks like the beginning of them trying to tell the story of Mickey James coming back and trying to reclaim the knockouts title that she never lost, which is good. But then you also have to factor in Jordan grace. And you also have to factor in maybe Deanna, although Deanna lost a few matches along the way. So really it feels like grace, Mickey and Trinity are the three people really involved in this match.
3: I'm going to go ahead and even throw out a wild card for you. And all of this hinges on MK Ultra not breaking up. Because as long as Masha Slamovich is involved in the knockouts, uh, knockouts tag team, that's fine. But the moment she's not, whoever's champion, you got to deal with that woman coming for you. And she's no joke. She is no joke.
2: Once again, knockouts tag team champions, Giselle Shandiana Perrazzo.
3: I mean, I feel like, no, that was Madison Rain and Tenille Dashwood.
2: And who knows where that's going to come from once we get to Hard to Kill in January. That's,
3: that's another thing that was making me think. I saw this discourse earlier, like, yeah, it sucks. But a few people have ties here at Impact, Tenille Dashwood being one of them. And wasn't she Impact Knockouts Champion right before she left?
2: Which one? Who?
3: Tenille, Emma,
2: no, Tenille did not hold the knockouts world title.
3: No, no, the, the tag titles. I'm sorry, I said um, world she titles. Had,
2: she had the tag titles. Oh, God. And then she dropped With it. Madison
3: Rain. Cause With she was, and then they dropped it to, I think. Um,
2: it may have been Chelsea and Deanna.
3: It might have actually been Chelsea and Deanna. And then Chelsea went home.
2: Chelsea went back i got to look this up. Hold on. i got to get this. Uh, Revival Tournament. Reigns. Here we go. Uh, Eric Young and ODB. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I don't even know anymore. Uh, who are we talking about here?
3: Sunil Dashwood, Madison Reigns. Yeah,
2: okay, they dropped it. The Influence dropped it to Rosemary and Taya at Slammiversary. And then they dropped it to Deanna and Chelsea. And then they dropped it to Death Dolls, Coven, Now now Ultra. There we go. We're back.
3: We're back, ladies and gentlemen. My appointment still stands, though. As long as Masha is involved in those tag te- tag team titles, this can continue. But, and I think even Trinity could pin them all. I think her going against someone like Masha, like Deanna, Grace, Masha, and Mickey are all tests of strength in their own right, but different tests in general. Giselle Shaw is too... When you think about she's hungry, she'll do anything to win. Diana Perrazzo, you have to dig deep into your stretching bag. And with Grace, you're going to have to try to outpower. You can't outpower her. You, she's fast too. Mickey James got years of experience and she's going to run you ragged. And then someone like Masha Slamovich, who will put you through something... She, I want to see all of that, but also, again, that's what makes a great champion because it's kind of like what Josh Alexander had to do. You literally had to go through everyone who's going to test you in a different way, culminating with Bully. I think right before he got injured, before Macklin, Bully, who was literally going to psychologically torture you and do anything. So I'm looking forward to that. Mickey James versus Trinity at Bound for Glory. Is Trinity gonna? I mean, is Mickey gonna be heel? Heal Mick?
2: Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. And this is what makes things even more interesting is on the outside of the world, um, I don't know if Trinity is going back to WWE anytime soon. I don't know if that's in the cards anymore. I mean, they'll make money, they'll they make they would make room for her. She's very much proven that she is she, she never wasn't a hot commodity, but I think this has been a net positive for yes. her. And you can't deny that more eyes were brought to impact because of her knockouts title reign and because of just her appearances. Uh, this has been a success so far for her. And she's proven that she's much, much, much more in the ring than people took her as yes. in WWE.
3: I will go ahead and say this too, Joel. I don't know if you know, but those tag titles are cursed. So until somebody – you think I'm kidding, but I'm not. Believe is- I've been saying it
2: for a year
3: those tag titles are cursed and until they bring back both sasha and uh, mercedes and trinity and a loud public apology whoever until you do right by them everyone who touches those titles is gonna fail i hate to say it and y'all y'all you, the disrespect the apology needs to be allowed as a disrespect some guy a corporate mandate phil
2: non-litigation phil
3: non-literated uh coco melon punk will never be seen again
2: and production says also mickey james has not been pinned since june 2022 Yep, yeah, when the when the last rodeo started she did the whole thing she hasn't been pinned uh this could be the start of that although you have me and tasha steals is back so who knows and That's then cool. dobby the brain heenan wraps us up saying bad for glory is looking stacked Osprey versus Bailey, Josh versus Shelley, and the hint at the end of Mickey versus Trinity, maybe even Ace of Bays versus the Rascals. That's stacked. Gonna I'm looking forward to this show. I'm I'm glad that it's a month away, yeah. Because there is a lot of story to tell, and I'm also glad that you, me, and Stephen Jensen, Cross the Star, will be covering hey. the post Bound for Glory show as it airs. After it airs, we'll be here as we are every single week. Here on Thursdays covering Impact Wrestling. Until then, Cresta, what's going on? Tell them where they can find you.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, every Saturday and Thursday, I'm here on Fightful covering Impact Wrestling on Thursday, Collision on Saturdays. You guys make me feel special. At 12 o'clock, 30 minutes after this show goes off air, I'm going to do my Baldur's Gate run. One hour, Randy Orton, Jey Uso, Joe Hendry, Biggie, I have to think about who the other person was. We're only doing an hour power, and then I got to go to bed. Um, besides that, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can find me on social medias like TikTok, Twitch, Crested Star. If that was a lot because my brain is systematically shutting off. Crested The Star right here on X, Twitter, whatever it's called. Link tree is in bio. You can find everything there. Joe Pearl, take us home, baby.
2: Have you considered doing a Baldur's Gate run with Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's bald?
3: Bro. Right now, I have a bunch of Baldur's Gates runs, and one of them is just three bards. So, literally, we run around and start singing music, and people give us free money, but we use it, then have the fourth person go and steal from everyone. <laughs> people are like oh my god this music is so good and the fourth person is pickpocketing the crowd so maybe after we beat the game the first this the first time we'll do a bald asshole run randy orton stone cold steve austin don Callis, who's another bald asshole
2: moose <laughs> Mo- <laughs> oh god i hate it already Go go support Cressa. Go watch the runs. Go hang out with her and hang out with us every Thursday. And, of course, hang out with me tomorrow along with Jeremy Lambert on Fightful Overbooked, our sister channel. Go to YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked to subscribe there because we go in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern till noon. Andrew Zarian's going to join us uh, early in the show to talk about Grand Slam and also the, uh, the WWE TV rights deal and all the other stuff, by the way. Did someone say free money? Kai, thank you very much for the Super Chat. I am Edwin Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We will see you
4: in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.